0: Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch? The show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And we're going to be talking about football because it's it's the end of August. Uh, Football season is upon us. We have one week of the preseason left before we get into the regular season. And and David and I are going to be talking about who can make the leap, Mm. who can make the jump. Who do we think is going to be improving this year? Who's going to come out and surprise us? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to break down some players we think will make the jump and become good, great, or even all pro. What's coming up next. Stick around. Mom. All right. Before we actually get into this, shout out to TJ, our friend, for the recommendation um, for what to do. So the idea for this podcast is we're each going to be picking three players. Players that were either average, good, or great last season. And we're going to argue that they're going to take it to the next level. So the average player is going to become a good player. The good player is going to become a great player. And the great player is going to become an all-pro. At first, we were thinking just Chiefs, but we decided to do the whole NFL. David, how difficult was this exercise for you?
1: Uh, this was tough. I know TJ texted me beginning of this week and kind of out of the blue – he was like, I'm, I'm showering right now. And I had this thought. Sorry if that was TMI, TJ, for you. Um, and he's like, what Chiefs player do you think will make these jumps? And I, pretty quickly, actually, I, I came up with them. But today I was sitting down. I'm like, this is tough because there's a lot of, lot of guys. And, and full disclosure, I have three offensive guys. I, I got It was tough for me to pick a defender for some reason. So I, I'm thinking, good thing you have a defensive guy in there. Um, but it, it was tough. Well, I think once I got into it, I was like, all right, I'm feeling it. I had a guy for the good to great, but it was, I was struggling to find a the the sandwich one on top and bottom. But I, mm-hmm. I got it, so I'm I'm here to talk about it.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I think it, it was probably pretty easy for Chiefs players, um, except actually kind of that great to all pro range was difficult because you are you gonna you're like? You can't be like Travis Kelsey, who's already yeah. an all pro, or Pat Mahomes, while he wasn't on the all NFL teams last year. Pat Patrick Mahomes is an all pro player. Um, so that was going to be difficult, but yeah, I like that We expanded it or else we would just be talking about Jody Fortson for 45 minutes because, you know, if preseason hype has uh, shown us anything, it's that he will be what the greatest red zone threat in the history of the league. Come on right now. Hey, like, I hey mean, watch film, you know, that we're not biased. Just watch the film. I mean, he, he has been really good. I'm excited for what he, he can do. Yeah. Um, We need another red zone target as well. And I I think that he he's obviously shown that he has the route running skills and the hands, hands to do it. Um, yeah. So I'm excited for him. Let's just Low get key. into it. What? Go ahead. I was going to say
1: real quick. I had a, my, my great to all pro. You wondered like who, what we're going to pick. I had Nick Bolton. I think he was solid last year and I think he could take a step up. Just what I'm seeing at not what people are reporting. So I don't know what yeah. to see.
0: The only downside about Nick Bolton is he has switched his number to 32, which is disgusting for a linebacker. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. gross. That's fair. I um, had his also, college number? Uh, I think so. Also, just makes me think of Tyron Matthew because that's who wore that number previously. Yeah, that's so true. So I'm always like, why? What Tyron Matthew? Oh, that's Nick Bolton. He's just wearing 32. Uh, yeah. I, I would, I would argue that if you're a linebacker, you can do single-digit numbers or something in the 50s, and that's it. Like mm-hmm. you can, you can be number seven. That's a really cool linebacker number, or you can be 53, but I don't, I don't like this 32. That's
1: mm-hmm. yeah. It's happened across all positions though with that, with the new rules. So we got yeah, to get used
0: to Tom Brady is against it and he's the greatest yeah. football player of all time. So if Tom Brady's against it, then maybe we shouldn't be for it. Keep it like they used to do it. Yeah. That's Tom speaking in old. Yeah. yeah. Cause Tom Brady couldn't tell who was on his team if they're wearing different numbers. Exactly. All right. David let's just get into it. Who's your average player that you think will be making the leap to a quote unquote good player? Actually right. wait, before we start, let's define all of these. Okay. Okay, so what in your mind is an average player? Um average to me
1: is while it is the I mean it is the lowest of our three, um I think it's was was kind of like a, a, a okay to you got to improve um, I, I see it like you got to improve or or you might be replaced or they might be draft someone drafted in your in your position um, of like and obviously a starter right but mm-hmm. someone who's like all right if you if you put like this another year another two years uh, you will either be someone will be traded for you or they'll draft someone to replace you because this play just isn't gonna isn't gonna cut it so that's how I d- define that.
0: Yeah, I would say it's a guy who, if he's on your team, you know his name, obviously. If he's on the other team, you might know his name. Um, But he's not a person – he's a guy that whenever he makes a good play, you're kind of like surprised. You're a little shocked. He's not terrible. He's not a liability. He's not one of those guys you come on every every Monday after – after the game, you talk to your friends and you're saying, gosh, he really cost us that. He's not a guy that's costing you games, but he's not a guy that's winning you games either, you feel like. And yeah, like you said, you're looking that's, – that's not – when you're doing draft evaluations, that's not a position you have nailed down. That's a mm-hmm. That's a position that you can draft somebody better in the second round, third round, maybe even fourth round you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Like this could be an upgrade to the guy that we have now.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, David, good. What's a good player for you? My first pick for average to good is
1: Trevor Lawrence. In Ooh. 2021, he played all 17 games. He had 59.6 uh, completion percentage, 3600 yards, 12 touchdowns, 17 picks, QBR of 33.5. and a half. Uh, And that's right. That's not going to cut it. Um, but new coach from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson, arguably the greatest upgrade of all time. Um, <laughs> they added Christian Kirk. Uh he was a hair under a thousand yards in twenty twenty one. Uh mm. they have Marvin Jones Jr., his year two with this team, uh kind of getting to know the playbook more, right? He posted eight hundred and thirty two yards in twenty twenty one. They get Travis Etienne back, healthy. He was out all last season. First round pick out of Clemson in twenty twenty one. They added Evan Ingram from the Giants, who, you know, he's not a top five tight end, but he can catch the ball. He can run around Solid option. He, yeah. Four hundred eight yards. 73 targets last year. So, you know, year two uh, for this young guy, a little less pressure. The spotlight's not on him as much. uh, And he has a lot of help now and a a much better coach. So I think my average to good player, Trevor Lawrence, I think he's going to do it.
0: I think, weirdly, expectations are much lower for this season, even though he has a better coach and better weapons. Yeah. Um, Last year, I think coming in, the Urban Meyer thing, everybody – you know, was saying that Trevor Lawrence was the greatest prospect to enter the NFL since Peyton Manning. A person who also had a pretty terrible rookie season, although he did toss way more touchdowns than Lawrence did. Uh, but I, I think that you're right. You're right on the money with this year. It seems like the expectations for him are much lower, and the the league is not expecting the Jaguars to be anything. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think that he's going to be expected to really come out here and like if his team doesn't go almost 500. They're going to be looking at them. Jaguars are going to win five, six games, maybe, maybe. Mm. But if Lawrence no. can, can get, first of all, get that touchdown to interception ratio and the positives instead of the negatives and can have some dimes, some highlight plays and get some good production from some receivers and, and a target like Evan Ingram. then yeah, I absolutely think he can make that jump to good. He wouldn't be ranked in the bottom tier for quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, maybe he'll be able to stave off that bust, uh, moniker that he's probably got right now after mm. after his mm-hmm. rookie season so
1: yeah what, what what's your what's your average to good player
0: for me uh, i i did go with the chiefs player i felt like i kind of had to on one well, the team that i watch the most um and that's going to be clyde edwards mm. Uh and, and i think that there was just an insane amount of excitement for when this guy came in the league um it seemed like you know, he was the perfect weapon for Mahomes, a running back who primarily is a pass catcher who will just provide a spark for the offense, will be the dual threat guy that we really need. And there's been flashes, but I think overall he's been very, very disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, his obviously injuries have played a role in that, but if you're just looking at the regular season last year, uh, 517 yards on 119 attempts. Now, that is a four yard per carry average, but still not great. Um, and what really I wasn't liking is 19 receptions for 129 yards. For a guy mm-hmm. who's supposed to be a primary receiving back, um, he really needs to step it up. And there were times when his backup would come in and we would be, you know, as Chiefs fans were watching it, loving his backups more than him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a guy that was high picked in fantasy each of his you know uh, of his seasons and it didn't really showcase kind of anything for that um so what i'm really looking for him is, is to make improvements and i think he can i think the offense is going to rely on him more hopefully he's got the injury bug kind of out of the way can can start to be more of a of a threat um and i think that again a lot of this year for the chiefs is going to rely more on scheme and less on we have a game breaker in Tyree Hill and another game breaker in Travis Kelsey. So we don't really have to play him that much. Just Tyreek Kill's is down there somewhere. Chuck it. We're going to have to do a little bit more. And I think the is going to be a person that's going to get an increased load. So I, I expect him to make a jump and to kind of bring some of the promise that, that we anticipated whenever he first got drafted.
1: Yeah, no, this is a good pick. I, uh, it's tough, right? Cause we works where I think, and, um, yeah, even even like this, this year, looking at it, he had two fumbles. And some would even blame his first fumble, uh, you know, losing us a game. Now, I, me personally, I think there are many other factors. And while that did, like, st- you know, specifically lose the game, I think there are many factors that lost the Chiefs that game. Uh, but two pretty hard, heartbreaking fumbles. And, and that, again, kind of contributes to his year last year. Yeah, I, I think I, I read something like, man, Clyde isn't a bust, but if this happens another year, with the way that Chiefs are drafting at running back and signing backs, he may not get a fourth year with the Chiefs because I believe isn't after this year isn't he due uh, to renew his contract? His rookie deal's up, right?
0: Uh, I think so. Yes.
1: So, yeah, I think – yeah, I think this is a really – it needs to happen. If you're a Chiefs fan, if you're Clyde Edwards-Alaire, because I think if he has another five, 600 a year with a couple fumbles, I'm not sure the Chiefs bring him back.
0: Yeah, and again, uh, the best ability is also availability. He was only on the field for 11 games mm. um, in the regular season last year. So a guy yeah. that needs to stave off the injury bug um, and – I, I think he has the skills. He's shown flashes. He's very shifty. He runs with a lot of power for how undersized he is at the position, um, and he's quick. He's really quick. He's agile out of the backfield, and I think he has the intangibles to make the jump. Um, we'll just see if he does. All right, David. Yeah. So we didn't define good and great. A good player um, as a guy you know his, you know his name. He's solid. He's making plays. You're not really considering that a position you need to upgrade immediately, but you would take it if you had to. He's not making top five or top 10 lists normally at his position, but he's a guy that you can rely on to make plays. And a great player, I would say, is a guy that you think is recognized pretty league wide as being stellar at his position, but just isn't considered top three or top four yet. Would you agree Mm -hmm. with those statements? Absolutely. Yeah, you said that perfectly. Okay, so yeah. give, give me your player that you think is good right now that could make the leap to great this next season. Uh,
1: this player for me is – I'm actually going to the Chiefs uh, for this, my only Chiefs player here. I have Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, okay. 20, 2021, played five games, got injured, had 129 yards, no tutties. Uh 2020, 2020, though, sorry, he played 16 games, had a quarter over 800 yards, uh, nine touchdowns, 128 targets. Uh, And right, he's going to go from a big, big bin, a very big bin uh, to Pat Mahomes, uh, going to one of the best offensive lines in the league. Um, And I think something that also helps um, is there's going to be a lot of threats besides him with Kelsey, with, you know, Valdez Scantling as this deep threat, quote unquote, you know, that people are expecting from him. Um, And just simply Patrick Mahomes is going to draw eyes of the defender. So I think he's not going to be as much of a. It's not going to be. He's not like for the Steelers, right? It was like Juju Smith. We got We get Juju. Really, we're kind of okay, you know. Um, but here, I, I think he can blend in a little more. I think he may not get the number one cornerback on the team against him, and can make some movement there. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I really do. Uh, maybe I'm being just biased. Maybe it's some false hope, but I, I really think Juju can take a step up because. Um, you know, years previous, uh, and I, I don't have this up on me now, but he hit over a thousand yards. I believe his second year, I think he hit 1200, uh, receiving yards. And, you know, it was like, where did this, this kid from USC, where did he come from? So mm-hmm. I, I think it's possible that he could take that step to being great. And obviously I want that to happen as the chiefs are my team. Um, but I think this is someone I'm excited to watch.
0: Yeah, uh, I I would agree with what you said. I think it's the same thing that that we've already talked about with my first pick. It's the fact that there's no Tyreek Hill. There's going to be more of a sharing of the load, and he's going into a better situation for a wide receiver. Um, He also has had a lot of negative press recently. Um, A lot of people use him as the poster boy for not caring about football, for only focusing on TikTok. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he's going to come in with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder to kind of prove that wrong as as He probably wants to shed the TikTok dance moniker that, that he's been given as, as just the guy that dances in the center of the field before the game and then does nothing during the game. Um, yeah. And he's coming into a good situation for a wide receiver. I mean, yeah. you know, if you ask any wide receiver who – what quarterback do you want to play for, Mahomes is going to be one of the first four or five, they say. Um. So – and I don't think anybody in the league last year was, you know – foaming at the mouth to go play with large Ben over there in Pittsburgh. So, nope. Um, so yeah, I, I would agree. I think I expect him to, to make a jump. I think he probably becomes wide receiver numeral uno by the end of the year. Um, yeah. And it's obviously yeah. trailing Kelsey and targets and yards and maybe even touchdowns, but I think he, he becomes the person we need to rely on the most. Um, yeah, so.
1: yeah. A, a year one, he had 58 receptions, 917 yards. That's just about 16 yards uh, a catch. Uh, 2018, he had 111 receptions for 1400 yards, average 13 yards a catch. So there, I mean, he can do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, really kind of excited to see him play. It is interesting. He was asked about kind of like the I think day two of training camp. They're like, he was asked like, how was you know practice with the new team, and he said a quote it was great. It was the hardest practice NFL practice I've ever been to. And that's all he said. And people were like, what do you mean by that? You know, trashing the Steelers or you know, he would probably wouldn't trashing them, but people were just like, interesting how, you know, how he said that. So I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll see. It sounds like he's working super hard and I hope it pays off because yeah, I think he can be very good for the team.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. My pick uh, for, for this category, for the, Good player that I think could make the leap to great. It's pretty. It's a pretty layup pick, um but it's Derek Carr. Uh, hmm. And you look at kind of just Derek Carr's numbers. So last year, 68% completion percentage, 4,800 yards, and 23 touchdowns. Now the touchdowns are low, um, but the the yards and the completion percentage are are solid to to really good. Um, and what, he, what he's got more weapons, you know, he, he has Devontae Adams this year. Derek Carr has long been a solid, if serviceable quarterback. I think last year he made the jump to good. Really, the Raiders relied on him a lot down the stretch to kind of carry them. They finished 10 and seven, were able to make a wild card spot and, and squeak in and then almost, almost beat the Bengals, uh, in that, in that first game in the playoffs. And I, I think that as a person that, has watched Eric Carr play at least twice a year, very intently as he's in the same division as the chiefs. It seems like he's always completing every freaking pass against us. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's had some great seasons be derailed by injuries. And also just, he was coached by John Gruden. And I I, I look for some stability here. Um, He does have Josh McDaniels now as a head coach. I don't know if that's great or not, but that is an offensive-minded head coach. And I mm-hmm. think that you've always thought, like, Derek Carr's solid, Derek Carr not amazing, right? Like, that's that's kind of what your brain has thought. Like, he's a good quarterback, but he's not going to be mentioned in the top 10 in the league, unless yeah. you're a Raiders fan or a guy trying to, like, stir the pot a little. But I think yeah. that after this year with Devonte Adams and his already pretty good skill set as a quarterback, I, I think he can make that jump um and he's going to be playing in the on the biggest stages against some good competition but I really think that that he I mean if he's the fourth best quarterback in this division right now and I'm still saying he's a good quarterback that can make a jump to great that just shows you how great this division is in the AFC West but I really think that with Devontae Adams with a number one weapon like that and then he also has Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller to throw to. Uh, Renfro, one of the most underrated targets in the league, I think just can do so many things out of the slot is a guy that you really have to program for. And then Waller is what the second best receiving tight end in the league right now. Um, yeah. you know, he's Ooh. got options out there. And I really think that with Devonte Adams, he can make that leap into being a top 10 quarterback in this league.
1: Yeah, the more I talk about the Raiders, to be quite honest, the more uh, scared of them I get. I think this team has the best chance at winning the AFC West uh, besides the Chiefs. I think they had they have, this team has the best chance of knocking the Chiefs off of their throne. Yeah, cause I mean, watching I just watched a Hunter Winfrey kind of compil- compilation uh, video the other day, and dude, scary good running the routes. Like underrated uh, in his ability to run routes and. Mahler's a freak, uh, very good, and then yeah, adding arguably the number one receiver in the National Football League to your team, this team's gonna be good. I think uh, for me, I've always felt that way. Derek Carr is good, but he's not amazing. For me, it's always been like Derek Carr is not the problem for the Raiders, but that's as far as no. I've gone. Like no. he's he's the reason they're good. He's the reason there's. I've just been like he's not the problem. And yeah, I think after this last year, 4,800 yards, 23 touchdowns, 14 picks. That's a really good year. And I think, yeah, I think he can probably excel at that. I hope not. This, this is probably a painful pick for you because you're like, I don't want it to be true, but it it might be, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I really, I really, this, this in many respects, maybe an anti-chargers pick. Um, and that, why do we, why do we hate the Chargers team, so much? I don't know. I Because every <laughs> year, even though the Chargers are quite honestly the team we should hate the least in our division, every year we hear about how it's the Chargers year. And all year, last year and all year this year, I hear about how Justin Herbert is the next best thing, is the future Patrick Mahomes, is the – He's already better than Patrick. Almost – Almost the best quarterback in the division, and yeah. I, I don't. Maybe I just don't want that to be true, and maybe I'm kind of tired of that. Not really even hate to Justin Herbert specifically, but I think that he gets a lot of skewed. People fall in love with him because he's younger, but I think that Carr, you know, he's he's a journeyman. He's been around. He's for a while. I, I guess not journeyman because he hasn't moved teams, but he's been around in the league for a while. He, he's in his low 30s. But I think that he's poised right now to have a good season offensively. Now, whether that translates to the Raiders being one of the best teams in the division and actually besting the Chargers, I think is irrelevant. But right now, you probably would have Derek Carr in the middle of the road. And I think he can, I think he can easily get into the top 10 with the weapons that he has now and the skill set that he already has. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, David. Great to all pro. Who do you have? I'm actually pretty proud of this pick, Uh, and I'm going to go with Najee Harris. Uh, Had played all all 17 games last year. Perfect. Healthy. Healthy as a horse, as a healthy horse. Um, Had 307 attempts, uh, 1,200 yards, averaged 3.9 yards a carry, seven touchdowns, and he had zero fumbles as a rookie. Zero fumbles. Uh, They're going to have a new quarterback at Kenny Pickett. I'm assuming he's balling out right now. He's probably gonna be their starter. Um, mm-hmm. but that may not be the case. Uh and I, I think I think with Kenny Pickett, uh, you know, there's obviously not gonna rely on him as much because three hundred and seven attempts is a lot. He he was used a lot last year, and I'm actually surprised he didn't get hurt with how much they used him. I think less carries to him, because there's and, and, and less attention on him will actually equal more yards for him. I think the defense will have more to worry about with Kenny Pickett being able to throw the ball and be able to scramble a little bit that that'll open up space, you know, either uh, the air or uh, up the middle for Najee Harris. Uh, and I, finally, like, he's just a smart, agile player. He he hurdles when he needs to, he gets down when he needs to, uh, and he takes care of the football. And ultimately, you know, with talking about Clyde, like, dude, you can be an incredible running back or average, but if if you're consistent and you never turn the ball over, I'm gonna like you. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think Najee Harris can take that jump to all pro. Uh, he's kind of sitting right outside of like Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, and Jonathan Taylor. I feel like, but with last year's season, now right one year, uh, he was a rookie. He got drafted last year, right? So that mm-hmm. maybe that won't maybe that won't stay up there. But Mike Tomlin and. Uh, yeah, I think this year he might be able to kind of niche himself into maybe that conversation with those other three backs. So that's my pick.
0: Yeah, and let's just uh, we already had we already said it with Juju Smith-Schuster, but let's just get it out of the way again. You know, he was it for that offense because yeah. in a way you're relying on Ben Roethlisberger to do anything. That, that that was the only only thing the defense is playing against the Steelers last year had a program for was Najee Harris, and he still had a really successful year. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that just shows that shows how good he was. And yeah, if he has a quarterback, a serviceable quarterback, who is at least a threat on third down to throw the <laughs> ball beyond the sticks, then who knows? Cause they won't be able to always pack the box with Najee Harris every time. Yeah. Cause y- you know, that's all teams had to do is just pack the box against him last year. And he was still able to produce. So I think that, yeah, that pick is, that's a really good pick. I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of jealous that I didn't get that one in before you did because I think that's a real, real good pick.
1: Again, it's one of those things like you don't almost hope they aren't true because, I mean, I don't Chiefs play him, may have to face him in the playoffs, and Steelers have been good for a long time, and we've lost to the – Chiefs have lost to the Steelers for a while, but, you know, mm-hmm. reality is reality. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right. My great to all pro – there might be some argument over whether this guy's great, but – uh. I like it. I'm going to argue it. So Trey Hendrickson, uh, the DN for the Bengals, you might be thinking, that's a great, really great. But 14 sacks, three forced fumbles last year. 14 sacks is good for fifth uh, in the league. And three forced fumbles is good for 13th. And the previous year, he also had 13 and a half sacks. So a guy who's got double-digit sacks back-to-back years was a big Mm -hmm. part of that Bengals defensive success. Um And as the as the Bengals get more shine and get more spotlight, obviously coming off their Super Bowl appearance, I think that he's going to get more shine as well. Uh And he's a guy that you were just kind of scared of. If you're playing him, you're you're really scared of what he's going to do, um, had a sack in the Super Bowl, had a had a sack in, or a, one and a half sacks in the AFC championship game. And I think that he's become one of the most consistent pass rushers when that position has become even more important now with how much people throw the ball. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the league moving to more of a passing play style in total. You're seeing the insane yards and touchdowns being put up by quarterbacks now. Pass rushing has become something everybody wants and nobody ever has enough of. And I think that he is on the outside, right on the outside of great pass rushers. Um, I think that a lot of it is one like the versatility uh, isn't as much as a guy like TJ water or Micah Parsons, those guys that are known for rushing the passer, but kind of have the reputation for doing other things than like that as well. But I think he's right outside of that group. And if he has a big year, which I think he can this year, I, I, he'd be poised to, to do that for me. So mm-hmm. I, I I know that this is kind of an outside I don't know if you would argue that he's great yet but I think if you talk to a Bengals fan they would say he is great. Um and 14 sacks, 13 and a half the previous year. He's going into his second year with the Bengals. Secured a back, got a good contract from them as well and is going to I think he's going to reach, you know, the top 3 or 4 pass rushers in the league this next yeah. year. Yeah.
1: Well, you mentioned, I think it's impressive. 13 and a half sacks and then 14 sacks. Like for for a unless your name's Miles Garrett, TJ Water, Aaron Donald, which they're just freaks of nature, that's pretty tough to do consistently, right? Even, like, the Chiefs players have had stints of um, of great D on. linemen who had, like, 18 and a half sacks, and then it was, like, 7, 6, 14. Like, it's up and down. Even Chris Jones had a year where he, he was way up there, and it's been a couple of years now, and we're like, all right, Chris, what you doing, you know? So mm-hmm. for him to be able to consistently produce with different teams, different defensive different defenses and, and stuff, and he was still able to put up the, those amount of sacks. is impressive. Um, and
0: and so he's yeah. clearly made a leap in the last two years. So first year um, what was on New Orleans and didn't really do much. Um, uh, he had two sacks. Next year, he was hurt most of the year, so no sacks. Um, only played in five games. Uh, the year after that, four and a half sacks. Um, and you're thinking, okay, what what what's going on with this guy? But then he explodes in 2020, 13 and a half sacks, uh, and, and 25 quarterback hits. And then he continues it. He gets a contract from the Bengals. He gets a chance. He continues it. 14 sacks, 27 quarterback hits. He just seems like he's on an upward trajectory for me, and I, I, I'm gonna put my stock in him now as he's kind of high, but I think he can really peak. So. It's a guy I expect. And I again, I, I think he'll get some... Uh, defensive players a lot of times need spotlight. They need to be in games that are important. They need to be playing for really good teams because outside of that, you're not going to hear about them much because you don't hear about meaningless stats for defensive players on bad teams. But him being on the Bengals is really important because it means that he's on a team that's got a chance to be really good. So,
1: Yeah, no, 100%. Um, But yeah, hey, man. I think we could talk football all Forever. year long and actually for the rest of the year, probably I can probably guarantee you for the rest of the year, at least one of these episodes will be talking about football. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, this has been kind of our NFL improvements. Yeah. Again, shout out to TJ for kind of sending that idea, kind of a fun thing, different than what we're used to, but um, yeah, NFL talk on what do you want to watch? Uh, Nathan and David chatting it up. Thanks for listening. Hi.